Yeah, so we're going to share, uh, we've been married this month, it'll be 16 years, um, and uh, it's uh, been a very good journey for us, and uh, in some ways it's, it's really exciting to share. There's some other things about it that, uh, as you will hear, we're not proud of, and, um, but we hope that if we don't express it um, throughout what we share, that you will see the grace of God at work in a couple of poor souls. So uh, what we're going to try to do is kind of just start the very beginning and just kind of incrementally go through it in years and try not to go too long. Um, so Melina will, will begin. So we're going to start before we were dating. <clears throat> And even though we grew up in the same district, I didn't really notice Zach um, until the summer of 2015. Um, what I did notice was not that great. <laughs> um, but, um, but then that summer, we started, our, the young folks group in Crisis Creek started hanging out together. And, and so I, yeah, I was the first one that had a crush on him, um, and he was a believer, and I was not. And I didn't um, catch on real fast either, but anyway, that's how that went. <laughs> so then I was baptized at age 17 and a half in August, and then a couple weeks later, that called on the phone, which was pretty exciting. Um, I had hopes of what it was, but... I didn't know, and so we chatted a little bit, pretty casual, and and then got kind of quiet, and he said, well, do you, and I was like, oh, here it comes, you know, <laughs> and he was like, do you like peanut butter, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, but then he got to the point, and he said, do you want to go on a date, and I tried to say, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but that started a really um, exciting time in our life, a dating relationship. And this thing is going up. And we dated for about 10 months. Um, and then we had a four-month engagement. And um, it was just a very fun 10 months. I mean, I'm not, not, I don't say that lightly, but we, we laughed a lot. Um, we just we had a lot of fun together. And um, what I learned from this time in my life was a Christ-centered dating relationship is a blessing. Um, we prayed together. We read the word together. Um, we shared together. And our, a pure dating relationship was a really good foundation for our marriage. So, my background was at age 14, 15 time, uh, I began a five and a half or so year rebellion against my parents, and and against God, and I got into drugs and alcohol um, at a very young age, um, and that's a whole other story. Uh, in itself, 
And I came to the Lord after that, and my experience was at exactly the same place that Luke described in the same stream, the Lord washed me. And it was about a year and a half later that we started our relationship. And it was just like the whole world was open, like in a whole new way. I'm not trying to glamorize this. It, I, I literally remember driving down Ware Miller Road there in Ohio, and we had just had some correspondence or something, and, and it was like the Holy Spirit was just like, you know, I am giving you this relationship. Like, I was just kind of like, wow, like, those kind of things happen? And I, I'm not trying to overdo it, but it was like, I was living like this over here and came out of that, and you're giving me like a, a young, beautiful woman to, to love. And, and so the whole thing started out kind of like, it was almost too good to be true. Um, and we had fun. We had a great time dating. We have pictures of days on the river down in Cincinnati, posing with the statues, and all of you have probably had those times too, but... Um, when we were engaged, um, we began to talk about uh, the future of our marriage and the realities of being married and being together and all of that. And, and I realized there was still things in my past that I hadn't resolved. And, and nobody told me to do that. And it was like another revelation. The Holy Spirit was, I think there's a verse there in 1 John that says there's no, you don't need any man to teach you. And the Holy Spirit was just saying, you need, to, you need to go and resolve these. And I was very open with Melina about that. And I think at first it was kind of shocking to her to know some of those realities about my past. Theft, some morality issues, just challenges like that that I had to let go of. And so that was really good to get that behind us. And I learned that um, if I'm willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, that there's a world in relationship with my wife that is just so exciting and fulfilling um, in that little experience of confession and being open with each other. So on October 21st, 2006, we had a wedding day, and it was a beautiful, simple wedding. I know Luke and Amy remember it. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. Not a lot of flowers or frills, but we had love and we had um, a Christ-centered relationship, and it was beautiful. Um, we honeymooned in Tennessee. It was the cheaper version of Hawaii. And she's still bitter about that. I'm not bitter. <laughs> still kind of working not, through that. Not bitter. Um, and and for the first year, we just we it was a, a year of a honeymoon. It was so fun. We just we enjoyed just doing life together. We rode in a tractor together. We camped together. We, um, we laughed a lot. I got Melina a pet snake for Christmas that year. I wasn't planning on it. I just saw it at the pet store, and she actually I liked it. it. I, was, I was surprised I she it. liked it, actually. But. <laughs> and um, we, we... We played pranks on each other. Yeah, you can tell that. Um, this is, I'm not sure how sensitive this is, but I had this thing where I would go out to the mailbox if I'd forget, and there was nobody around. I mean, 
and the mailbox was just like six, no, if you took big steps, you'd get there about six steps, and so nobody was paying attention. We I lived just right on the road, though. Almost yes. ready to go to bed, and wasn't really dressed for a lot of exposure, and so I just kind of ran out the door, grabbed the mail, and I hear the door slam shut, and the lock click, and the light turn on, and I'm like, and there's headlights coming down the road, and I run for the bushes, and the light starts going on and off and on and off. <laughs> She actually tried it the other night, and I snuck out and like, shut the door, and then I waited for her. And yeah, he, yeah, I yeah, got he her. scared me because anyway. I was going to do it again. <laughs> oh, anyway, so we, um, then we purchased a house down the road, and we dreamed and started remodeling a house mm-hmm. together. And we had a sweet little girl, Maya Kay, and we moved into our new house. Still needed a lot of work. And we had a little boy, Clay Maverick. And that was about zero to five years of marriage. Um, And some things I learned was sharing humor and laughing together is good. It's good for the heart. It's good for life. Um, Even even laughing at your own mistakes, just being willing to say, I messed up. But one thing we did run into early on, I think before we had children even, um, we would be very sarcastic with each other, and it was funny for a little bit, but then we almost got um, competitive in our sarcasm, and and we found that it was we were actually tearing each other down, um, and it would be like kind of like hurtful, and we we caught onto that pretty quick. We're like we should not be sarcastic, and that's something we've purposed to not be sarcastic in our relationship. And we've had to come back to that. Very different times. It, it sarcasm is to, not yeah. great. So, five to seven years, um, we uh, Ava Serene was born. She was our third, and uh, another ray of sunlight in our home. And a lot of this stuff overlaps, kind of blends together. Um, we had, there was something happening that we didn't realize. Um, and we had slowly began to grow apart um, for several reasons. Part of it was um, just time away from each other. Um, two years after we were married, I started, I kind of went on my own. I got fed up with farming. And uh, I think I'd farmed twice with my brothers in that Oh, in the last five years, and I just could, I just wasn't good at it. I just couldn't do it, and and so I went into to uh, contracting, and it just kind of just consumed me. I just it was all I did, all I thought about. So a lot and of time I was away. Busy with three little people, and it yeah. was enjoyable, but we were just both very consumed with yeah. our own separate things. And we also had phones, and um, we had both gotten smartphones, and we were just kind of, I mean, we'd spend a lot of time on the news, and I mean, it wasn't really the main thing, but um, as we look back, we we started to play games. We'd play like Scrabble games back and forth, and we just sit on the couch sometimes, and we weren't even connecting with anybody, really. We didn't communicate like we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of got busy and didn't connect. Um, but we didn't even realize it. It wasn't like this huge, we have this issue. 
Um, so as, as a result of this, I, I had this emotional need, that just this void that just kept getting bigger. And, and I didn't share it with Zach. He was too busy. Um, and I started to fill it with other things, imaginations, fantasies of other emotional connections that, that would just fulfill me. Um, and it was a, it was a very, um, real battle of the mind and, and I just thought, well, I, I know this is wrong and I'm going to take this to the Lord and, and God will help me overcome this. And I did many times and there, there was rises and falls. It would ebb and flow, but, um, just pray for God to heal me. But what I didn't realize was that I needed to repent, confess and repent and, um, and be healed. And there was no healing. And it just grew and festered and, and got worse. Mm-hmm. So it had been about two years. And I didn't really know that this was going on, obviously, because Melina was, like we do a lot of times, keeping it a secret in her heart, in her mind. Um, so we had a date night, and we didn't do those very often, but we had heard of other people doing it, and, and so we did, and, and we got to talking, and it, it was kind of, it was kind of like, um, have you ever been driving like a piece of equipment, and it's going along, and it's doing its thing, whether it's like a helicopter or a tractor or something, and all of a sudden you just, something just don't feel right, like the wind changed, or you hit a rock, or, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it was just kind of like, uh, like, and we both were just kind of like, what's going on? And we started having this dialogue. We started like, so is there something? We, you know, asking each other this question. And so we started digging in. We started realizing how distant emotionally or uh, in our love, our true love for each other that we really were. So over the next... Um, I think it was about a, a whole day. Um, we were up most of the night um, just praying and talking, um, confessing, um, revealing hidden things of, of our hearts in uh, multiple times, coming to the Lord, just just asking for Him to to give Melina the courage to tell me what was wrong and asking the Lord to, to purify our hearts together and both of us praying, one of us praying. And we realized the course we were on was not healthy at all. Um, uh, we had failed to keep our hearts open to each other to share the good and the bad. And in doing that, we had grown apart and we were not on a good trajectory. Um, so after confession, repenting, forgiving, and praying together, we experienced God's redemptive power and healing. Um, and, and right after that, I think Sam mentioned it today, our relationship had a special sweetness that when you come through conflict, there's just this preciousness and it just, it, everything was new and, and beautiful again. Um, and it was the beginning of, of our, a deeper heart connection that we're still growing in today. Mm-hmm. So things we learned through this hard time um, was that open communication is essential to a healthy marriage and that hidden secrets and sin in the heart only grows bigger with time. 
And a verse that was very real to us was James 5.15. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. We've been hearing about this, so I'm kind of like just reiterating the same thing. But it was very, it was a very real thing to me. Now I realized that, that my wife had these emotional needs that if I didn't fill, I was creating temptation and, and creating, um, you know, this, this chasm between us. And I would just assume, you know, before I would just assume, like a lot of us men do, that everything's fine, you know. And see ya, I'll be home at five and it ends up being seven or whatever. And the whole time... I think you've probably heard the saying, I was climbing the ladder of success and I got up there, or I was trying to get up there, and like at some point in the, the climb, I looked around and I had the ladder on the wrong wall. I was like, the thing that was the most important to me was just like dying at home. And it was in 24 hours, we just kind of like, it was like God just put the flashlight on it. This past sun, uh, Monday, I was at work, and I was climbing into my dump truck, and I, I slipped on the top step and just bashed my shin. And this week, every time I get against something, I'm reminded of that, that bash. And that's how it was for the about, I don't know, the next few years for both of us. It was just very painful. Tender. It was tender. It was, it was a soft thing. It was... It wasn't like public. It wasn't like there was something damaged there, and so um, I guess my how I would express it was would be is um, I was so jealous over my wife, but yet it was my fault that she was in this predicament. It wasn't really her fault. I mean, she had some part in it. And so there was, there was a lot of times where we had to come back, and there might be a day, and I might say, you know, you know, remember, yeah, um, I'm really struggling. Like, we need to sit down and talk. And we would just reaffirm our love for each other and our trust for each other and our our sincere devotion for each other. I will never leave you. We'd say things like that until finally it was the air was clear again. We could kind of, you know, shake the dust off and and we'd go. And I remember it sounds maybe it sounds strange for a husband to say he's jealous over his wife, but when when Zach would say that, it actually it made me feel very valued and precious. Um, it made me want to stand by his side and stay there. Um, made me feel protected so the next uh, seven to ten years um, is kind of the next category that we just seven to ten years into our marriage into our marriage that we yeah um, so Quinn was born then and it was a traumatic uh, birth experience uh, as some of you have had and um, 
we spent um, a week in the NICU with her and experienced a kind of a new dimension to to marriage that we'd never expected. Um, just a helplessness over something that um, we just we just taken life for granted in little children. Um, the second day, I think it was the second or third day, um, Melina was still recovering, but I was in the room there with her, and we were just, we were at the end of ourselves, and I just got down on my knees and just, I just said, Lord, I, we don't know what's going to happen, we don't even know what's going on here, but this little child is yours, and we just let go of her, and it was just like, it was an amazing um, mile marker in our marriage to actually see God, when we gave up, take over something that was actually more precious to Him than it was to us. We were just hanging on real tight at that time. And through that, we learned that God is very near in times of trouble. We just like felt a presence. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometime in there, I we need to go quick here, but um, I had kind of begun a journey of um, searching for a closer um, walk with God, and um, as far as it relates to community, uh, began to consider relocating. Um, didn't really have any plans or answers, or um, I actually didn't really have any support either. Um, I kind of dug my heels in and from. Yeah. My wife, and so you know how that is, us men, we get excited about something, we're doing a lot of this over here, and the wife's taking care of her, well, the, our children. And, I listened, but I didn't and, yeah, support. And so we had a few kind of, just kind of like, I don't know if they were arguments or not, but they were borderline on them. They were getting pretty close. Yeah. It, to, was, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around leaving family, relocating, and... Um, I very, I very much resisted it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we had this, I just remember specifically, it, it didn't take very long. We had this, like, discussion. And I was just kind of like, this thing keep like, you just keep pushing back and pushing back. It's not like we disagreed on what our vision was for our family and the future and all that. But when it came to, like, considering relocating, it was just another one of those <clears throat> moments, you know, where you're just like, you know, why are you always in my way? You know, you kind of, and, and I realized what was happening was um, I had remembered something that Melina told me one time. She said, I always feel like I'm kind of like just getting over the, the last hill, and then I look up thinking I'm almost to you, and you're clamoring over the next one. I'm just like, oh, I think you're always, you know. You're always like two steps ahead or three. I can't catch up. And so I just stopped. We were in this conversation together, and I just stopped, and I just said, you realize that I, I will not go anywhere without your heart. I'm not going anywhere without you. And when he said that, it wasn't immediate, but as I pondered on that, and I knew he was sincere in that, and it motivated me to submission, um, not just like, okay, I'll submit, but I wanted to be with him. I wanted to, to walk step in step. Um, I didn't feel threatened. Um, and even though we didn't agree exactly on each step of the journey, we walked on together. Mm-hmm. In that commitment, I 
I remember thinking to myself, wow, like, did I really mean what I said? I mean, I did, but I did I? I mean, what does that really mean? And God just, it was almost like I reached and God, God just said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll take care of this. And, and he restored a part of our relationship there that I didn't feel like I had to fight for anything. Melina didn't have to fight for anything. And that's a whole long story. And something I shared today in our um, prayer group was, I just remember um, God bringing the realization to me that, um, that Zach did not want to lead me away from God. He wanted to lead our family closer to God. And I could trust him. And isn't that what I wanted to? Um, and it was just very, it was a blessing to, to just focus on that. He wants to lead us closer to God. And I still feel that way. So what we learned from, well, long story short, we moved to Idaho, April of 2018. It's very long story short. Um, but what we learned was listening and submitting to God's will and each other's hearts brings peace and blessing. And over and over again, we've seen when we step out in faith, God is faithful to provide what we need. One of the things that that I learned in that process too is is that sometimes when it's time to move out in that thing that you've been planning for, dreaming of, or thinking is going to be the answer, and you know you're just all like poised to run, and the gate drops, and you look at it, and you're just like, like oh, and that moment came when it was our farewell uh, singing at Pleasant View, and I just started looking at all these people. I was like, these are the people that raised me. Like, oh no, what have I done? And it was like God said, hey, get, get on going. And, and it was good. It, it really was good. But that's how it, that's when we moved out, um, we actually couldn't have done it a few years before because of our attitudes and God had stripped us down to where we were actually ready to go in a way that um, I felt like wasn't leaving a um, I hope it wasn't leaving a bad taste in anyone's mouth Um, we were honestly uh, we were actually uh, crying genuine tears of I miss you brother and uh, sometimes when we're young we don't we just don't understand that our own hearts when we're ready to move out. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and share this. This is kind of a last-minute part here. This is the last thing that we have. And uh, not really trying to be funny or anything, but a couple surefire ways to, uh, to mess up your marriage that we have kind of learned, kind of using a little reverse psychology is um, is focus on your differences and we've heard about that a little bit like let it bug you yeah so we have in the first house that we lived in I remember specifically like you know you're you're newly married and you're you have the grocery shower I don't know if anyone has those anymore and you've got all these groceries and you're unpacking the the things that are labeled beans and they're really canned artichokes or something. Somebody's played you the joke on them. And 
10 ketchups. And I'm helping unpack, and, and Melina is alphabetizing the pantry. No, no, you alphabetized it. I made you do it. Yeah, I'm, anyway, and so, I mean, 10 minutes into this thing, I was just like, are we, on the shelves. are we really alphabet, I mean, we're going to start using this stuff, and then it doesn't matter if it was an A or a Z, let's just get it in there and go do something fun, but I soon learned that she's we also, do things different. yeah, not only organized, but also pretty uh, stubborn, too, so, <laughs> but we won't go into that, but, um, Another, another interesting thing that we do different is uh, saving money. So we recently have had a little runt dog that has had these valuable puppies that people like. And so Melina has been saving the money. I sell them. She sells them. And she does all the work. So and we she, set the money back for something specific. And so I say, where's the money? Let's put that in the checking account. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that money's going in the, you know, in the safe, or I, I have it hidden, you know, with this kind of air. I said, what difference does it make? Money is money. Like, you can have, like, when we need, we, let's just keep track of how much we made, and then we'll use that for whatever you want to save it for. But she wants the money. <laughs> anyway, I, I just, we can't focus on it, so. Um, another point, so don't focus on your differences um, learn to learn to see that your differences as strengths and appreciate them. Yeah, like even writing down these notes probably would have been pretty bad if I would have wrote them down. But we got started, and I was like, "Okay, let's have like specific points." Yeah. and he's like, "I submitted." <laughs> so, arguing is another one that uh, we recently had to uh, work with, and so this is a little bit humiliating and funny and uh, but I'll just tell you this so I have this thing where if I go to sleep and someone makes a noise in like the first like half hour I get woke up and I can't sleep like it just and you know how it is it just bugs you and you're laying there awake and and uh and I have this thing where I go to sleep pretty quick and I snore not every night, not every night, but once in a while she catches a few gears. So. And so what has happened in the past is, is after a few, I'll just kind of, you know, and what? And it's really annoying to her to be woke up. Then she can't get back to sleep sometimes. Then we're both awake and she's like, well, just at least let me sleep. And then one of us is asleep, you know? And so... And it's happened several times. Like yeah. once in Ohio, and we were at my parents' house, and he was like, quit snoring. <laughs> and it scared me. I was like, what? What's going on? And then I couldn't sleep, and then I was kind of mad. And so so I've kind learned. Of been ongoing for a little I've time. learned that I don't wake her up. And so one night, uh, this was probably three, four, five weeks ago. I wish it would have been 10 years ago, but. Um, <laughs> I just said to myself, I'm not, I don't want to make her frustrated, so I'm not going to wake her up. And I laid there, and I laid there, and I laid there, and I don't remember if I ended up waking her up or not. Something happened, and I got to sleep. And we got into this conversation the next day, and I was singing the virtues of me bearing with her snoring, 
And she's like, how is it virtuous if I don't even know if I'm doing anything wrong to you? And I'm like, see, you don't even care. And this was a perfectly beautiful Saturday morning. And our children started to evaporate. My voice started getting raising. And we were, it ended up, Melina was crying. And it was just like, like later in the day, I was just like, oh, because man. Because it's, it's, it's funny. Like, it's not even important. And it, we were arguing and over we it. We got in this argument, like, about who cares more. And in the middle of the highest tension of it, she apologized. And I didn't even hear it. You know, I was just like, <laughs> ah, you know. Anyway. So don't argue. I mean, yeah. It's not about snoring. <laughs> anyway, that, I know that seems pretty light, but we have never, ever fixed anything with arguing. We're both strong-willed. We both will are competitive, and so. Can't fight fire with fire. I hope that's a blessing. Um, another thing is, is men, let's put our passion into our relationships with our families, not our, not our businesses. Um, and... Um, belittling each other in public um, I know we've talked about some funny things but um, that is one thing that we have had um, we had some times where we did that to each other and it was just like ew like we got home and we were just like I am you know did you feel that and we were both like yeah let's not ever do that again let's build each other up so we have a, a lot to learn, like Joy and Emily shared today. We're yes. just, Lord willing, at the beginning of the journey. Yeah. We don't know how many years we have, but thankful for 16. Mm -hmm. That's all we have.